Welcome to another edition of the Coast to Coast Footy Podcast. I'm Jack Duffy and joining me, as always, back at the Ducks Training Co. on a Monday evening is Jai Thomas. JT, welcome. Yeah, thanks Duff. Seems, seems like it's been a few weeks since we had a chat. It's been it's a while. Be I think some, some time has passed. I think we won our AFL 9's Grand Final. You beat me in our... Um, ultimate football uh, fantasy grand final as well. That's true, I did. Yep, and we had the bye week, and, uh, and then we had our first week of finals. So <laughs> a lot of time passed, but congratulations on winning both those premierships, and uh, yeah, sure, no, celebrated hard. So yeah, a couple of couple of big nights. Yep, you know, a few tunes. Yeah, good. Absolutely, <laughs> sounds good. All right, well, let's get stuck into it. I was planning the whole day today to congratulate Collingwood on winning the premiership. Seemed like they'd won, according to the club and fans and players, um, given the reaction from Saturday night. I've never seen such an incredible reaction from winning an elimination final. So I just had to double check and make sure it was actually just an elimination <laughs> final and not the grand final. Um, and I can confirm it was. Disappointing okay. disappointing yeah. for the Eagles still, yeah. no doubt. But um, yeah, it was a... Uh, I will start with that game. Because it was a... It was a inc- when I say it was an incredible game, I don't think it reached any great heights in terms of... Uh, you know, it won't go down as one of the most skillful finals ever played, but uh, it was back and forth and momentum swings, and obviously, you know, the loser went home, and it was uh, it was an entertaining game of football. Yeah, it's pure entertainment, and yeah, look, Collingwood are in the best six teams of the comp so far, so you know, that's great. The uh, yeah, the, <laughs> it doesn't net you a premiership though, so good luck to them if they can do it from here. That's great, but uh, you know, being they obviously didn't like being told, you know that they were just making up the numbers and they've responded to that, but there's plenty more to a response than just winning one game. So, But as you said, great game of footy. Uh, you know, from an Eagles fan's perspective, just didn't take the chances that they were offered. Uh, few, got a few messages and a few texts afterwards, uh, you know, questioning a few umpiring decisions, but make no mistake, like if you're five goals up, the umpiring decisions don't, don't matter. And there probably were a few moments where... The umps got it wrong, but there are plenty of moments elsewhere in the game, so that's not, not anything to dwell on. You know, the things to dwell on is uh, Majacek, you know, kicking that goal on his left, that absolute bullet, one in a hundred times he'd be able to do that. That was a great moment for Collingwood, you yeah. know, like it got them a point in front where the Eagles just kicked a couple of points and yeah. had the chance to kind of go that a goal and a half up, which is effectively two goals. They couldn't. Majacek kicks an impossible goal, and then soon after... Brennan Archie's running in, yeah. gets the ball on his left, easier angle, closer to goal, puts it out on the full. Yeah. Those are the moments. Yeah. Know? That's a that was the difference. Like literally the difference if he actually scored a point. Yeah. The game would have been a draw. Yeah, kick. exactly. If he had scored that point and it was a draw, <laughs> that last kick into the Collingwood 50 that almost crossed the, the behind line would have been one of those oh, incredible yeah. bounces. I think McGovern picked it I up know. and kept it in. <laughs> I mean, obviously it didn't happen I've in the end. Gotta but. say, like, yeah, so I'm not gonna bag the umpiring, but the one brain snap you've got a question is like what what was Tim Kelly doing giving the ball to Tom Cole and what was Tom Cole doing yeah calling for it yeah you know he was literally about to get shut down and uh it it was <coughs> excuse me a, a moment just a crazy moment like what if yeah yeah what a ridiculous decision it was just, I, yeah it was unbelievable pressure was high I suppose <laughs> pressure was high and you're right I think it was I mean that game could have gone either way it was just Sometimes, you know, you're going to have finals where both teams are evenly matched and that Majacek accidental goal, for lack of a better term, and, you know, to go his snap out of the pack, just, yeah. like, unbelievable, really. And, 
you know, those kind of things when the Eagles maybe missed a couple of chances that were gettable just make the difference at the end of the day. And yeah, it was uh, it was a like I said, it was a thoroughly entertaining game of football. And congratulations to Collingwood. It was a, I mean, I didn't I thought the Eagles would have won the game. I don't think uh, I don't I think they misread the narrative where they thought um, no one was giving them a chance and you know it was against all odds. You know, Phil Collins style. I'm just not quite know. sure that was the case. But hey, they put the Commentary chip on. Their, wasn't great either, to no, be honest. But they put the chip on their own shoulder and yeah, and it, it paid off. It. And they haven't shut up about it since. So that's great. Yeah. Big game for them versus Geelong this week. So. I think one thing that I've noticed through the year is um, in these shorter quarters, you know, the stars make it just a bit more of a difference and. Um, Trelaw and Adams were sensational and Pendlebury were just you know a couple of moments of course the class rose to the top and the Eagles probably just lacked maybe one or two Elliot Yo wasn't there obviously and um, you know it wasn't the best game from the likes of Luke Shuey so yeah, yeah. The, the Eagles probably got a bit to think about in the off season you know the the list is getting just another year older Nat Nui's you know all Australian this year but nearing the end so uh, it's not time to, you know, revisit anything. The core ingredients are still there. Um, big Oscar Allen was was impressive yet again, and he'll eventually take JK's role, you would think. Jared Brander can slot in as a key position forward as well. Yeah. So it's all probably there. They've just got to fold some youth in, but both, uh, well, everywhere really. Some youth um, outside of the key positions probably get some one or two younger mids starting to come through, Young, you know, one or two younger players in, in the back half and... And a bit going on up forward. Gee, Liam Ryan was pretty amazing though. Yeah, that was a great contest to be honest. Like yeah. you don't, I think it's been mentioned a couple of times, but you don't. And it didn't happen for the whole game, but you don't get too many genuine one-on-one battles that you can kind of follow for a decent chunk of the chunk of the game. And I thought yeah. that was excellent. Like obviously Maynard robs people up the wrong way, but that was oh, just he's got history just, against West Coast yeah. with the free that wasn't yeah. and the whinging that's come since then. Yeah. You know, it's great. Yeah, it was, it's brilliant for the yeah. game, I think. Like, Ryan was excellent, and Maynard yeah. was pretty good. Like, it, Ryan beat him, but I still thought Maynard, Maynard battled pretty hard, and he wasn't moments, played his role. So. Mind you, the gaff smother, and then the Ryan just centred at Josh Keogh. Yeah, yeah. That, that Liam Ryan kick, you know, that's one of the best kicks you'll ever see. Yeah. Like, that's, you just, yeah, you can't teach that. Well, that. That's where, so Greenwood did a bit of a decent job on Tim Kelly, and I just thought that, you know, Tim Kelly, he, he's one feature for me that makes him, separates him from a lot of the players his ability to kick the ball inside 50 mm. just felt like he just couldn't he couldn't get his hands on the ball yeah. enough to really be damaging mm-hmm. and a and couple of times that he did I think he hit Kennedy and Darling yeah but um, I give I think I said before the game when you got Levi Greenwood playing I don't think you can win a final um, but uh, maybe maybe I've jinxed him there but I think that was the difference, right? Like Collingwood got some good efforts out of some real role players and the Eagles really didn't get anything out of like Petrocelli or Ainsworth. Yeah. And that's fine. Like they're not there to be be dominant players. But I just think, you know, the lack of experience maybe, you know, for, for those guys ended up, you know, it was, a, it was a hot stage to handle. They'll be better for the experience. But they just, you know, I don't know. If you could have got an extra 10 or 15% out of them, it obviously yeah. changes the game. So. Yeah, exactly. One point. Yeah. Anyway, I guess the Eagles fans will still take the 2018 grand final. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it is disappointing that it's over, but it's hard to see where the Eagles would have gone, you know, next yeah. week. So, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty tight comp this year, I think. But, uh, you know, there's some really good sides out there. So, yeah. Yeah. Bring it on next week. Yeah, let's hope we get to see Nat Nui play full year again next year because that yeah. was one of the highlights from the season. Let's absolutely let's, let's do the other elimination game. Mm-hmm. Seeing as we started with with one to, uh, with the Eagles and Collingwood, so 
St Kilda, I think, you know, have every right to be celebrating like they won the Premiership. I think they won their first final in nine years and just clung on after really dominating the match for a fair chunk of time. Got over the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs go out again in, in an elimination final after looking like, you know, Maybe they're one of the form teams coming into the finals. Mm. Um, poor old Paddy Ryder, I think he got the coach's votes in the Gary Ayres, um and did his hamstring with a minute to go. Ugh. And that was his first yeah. ever finals victory. As well. I think he just do his hamstring. He just tore oh, it off the bike <laughs> with a minute to go, which, I mean, thankfully St Kilda won, and at least he can take that out of the game. It would have been yeah. a disaster if they had lost. But, uh, I don't know. There'll him. be part of him that wishes they lost because now he misses the whole thing. That's so. true. That's true. I, yeah. I thought he was instrumental in their win. Obviously, he got the coaches' votes, mm. but his ability... I mean, Tim English has shown signs of improvement this year, but he still can get manhandled yeah, in the ruck at times. in the ruck. Yep. Around in, the ground, he's yep. been good. Exactly. Mm. But in the actual ruck contest, I thought Paddy Ryder got a hold of him there and got the Saints off to a good start. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to say, I didn't see it coming. I thought the Bullies were going to, you know, just get it done. Uh, not with ease, but just get it done. And, and would have fancied... Their chances next week against Richmond, you know, that, um, as you said, form team and, and playing some good footy. In terms of their supporter base, you know, they'd be disappointed for sure. Uh, but there's plenty of upside to that bullies list and a lot of young talent at the top of the uh, at the top of the list there. So it's it's pretty good. In terms of the Saints, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've, they've gotten great service out of Dougal Howard and Dan Hanabry. Where the hell did that come from? If you're looking at, looking at it logically, JT... If you look at the Gary Ayers leaderboard at the moment, Dougal Howard is the only player there that, you know, could potentially play four finals. Um, that's, you know, the highest point up. It's such an that, important medal, Jack. You know, so so I think he's the clear favourite at the moment, Dougal. Um, that would be incredible, to be yeah. honest. I, I don't even know who he is. Um, oh. I'm still not sure who Dougal Howard is. I don't know what odds you would have got on Saints to win the flag and Dougal to win the, the Gary Ayers. <laughs> Oh, I thought he was pretty good. I thought Nick Caulfield was excellent, especially yeah. in the last quarter. He's he's a genuine player, that guy. Um, yeah. They, their back backline's good too. Yeah, their yeah. backline's good. Their young backline pattern plays really well. Yeah. And Dougal Howard, obviously, as we just spoke about. Yeah. They got a pretty a pretty good young backline there. Obviously, Hanabry was was pretty important on the weekend. Obviously, they took a gamble when they gave him a contract and. Mm-hmm had to re rebuild his body um, and yeah. it kind of fell apart again and then they've built it back up and they've got one game out of him whether he'll get through you know the weekend against Richmond I'm not too sure but they were impressive the Saints I think for the Bulldogs there's just some signs there that yeah, it's the same old problems like their backline is not good like no, Alex Keith not. really isn't that good unfortunately yeah I don't think Mark Josh, Stevens like, was defending him a lot no, he's, he's not that good <laughs> Josh Bruce should have been dropped like eight times oh, yeah. during the year. And I'm just not sure why they persisted with him in terms of, like, I know they want him in the team at his best, but he's not playing well. He's got no confidence. You've got to, you have to do, circuit break that at some point. And he at, was... At his worst, yeah. he is a non... Yeah. He's a, he's a detriment to the team, not a zero percent, you know. Yeah. Not a nil or draw. He's, he's minus. So. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's, and it takes away from Aaron Norton's development a bit from mine as well, you know. Like, just... if. Bruce is there taking up space and that's about it. Then. Yeah. Just get him out of the side. Yeah, it's just a, it's just that those lack of tools and they got outmarked. And obviously, like I said, English gets gets beaten at the right contest, mm. not necessarily around the ground as much, but it just the aerial dominance that other teams can kind of take against the Bulldogs, I think, is a, mm. is a real factor. And they've got to find a way to address that. I don't know how. I don't know who they go after, whether they try and develop some of their own key position players. Um, but yeah. 
I mean, they went and got Alex Keith and Josh Bruce, and they're both so far. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's maybe I'm a bit harsh on Keith. No revenge game for Josh Bruce. That's yeah, shit sure. <laughs> <laughs> house. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was incredible. But um, yeah, good to see the Saints win a final. So. Yeah, I mean, I'd be keen to know how Carlton supporters feel about it. Brett Ratton's now won more finals than Carlton have since they parted ways. So you know, it's a. Uh, it's a bit of a statement for rats. Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> there you go. I didn't know that. And I was reading an article today about Callum Wilkie. I don't know if you know who he is. Apparently he plays for St Kilda. And he played on Dustin Martin a couple of times and has supposedly, according to the stats, done a really good job. And he's going to get that job this week. So oh, okay. Can't wait for that matchup. Okay. That'll be uh, Fife and Dangerfield-like. Yeah, okay. But hopefully Wilkie, Callum he does this Wilkie job. Is, so. uh, Keep an eye out for him. He's number, uh, he's number 44. Okay. If you see him running yeah. around on the weekend, he'll be chasing number four uh, <laughs> pretty hard, I reckon. So, uh, JT, let's talk about the uh, qualifying finals. We want to yeah. start with Thursday night, Port Adelaide and Geelong. Um, must say, I think all year um, for myself, but not that I'm a great judge of anything, but from a lot of pundits, I think we all were a bit unsure about Port. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I definitely think, true. I think we really weren't weren't sold on how they were going to perform. Kind well, they've got no time. right to sell us until you know. Yeah, got something in the bank. So and they they obviously missed finals last year, and they they played fairly well this year. Obviously, it's on top of later the whole year. Maybe that's underselling them a little bit. But uh, I think we we were not convinced. Not convinced about them, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought they they put together a pretty good performance on Thursday. Yeah. I thought their midfield was excellent. I think that's that's where they won the game. I thought Ollie Wines was brilliant. I thought Tom Rockliffe stood up in I think it was his first final. Yeah, um, Travis Boak didn't have probably the game he would have he would have liked, but I just think Sam Pal Pepper, you yep. know, he's a he terrible kick. He doesn't hit a target, but they just dominated the contested yeah. ball and. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a it was a great win from Port at home and puts them in a box seat with a home preliminary final. Um, it was a it was an impressive effort. Stevie Motlop kicked three goals. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it was seventeen scoring shots to Geelong, thirteen to Port. So there's a narrative there, but yeah, you got to say the felt experience was that um, you know the Port mids were on top, Wines boat Rockliffe, um, and they used the ball better and they just had a bit more energy. So. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great result. And, you know, a few moments, uh, young Butters, you know, had a couple of moments. Yeah. And uh, I think Dersner got injured. But, uh, you know, there's there's a couple of moments in there that the kids contributed to as well. So from a Ports fan perspective, you're feeling pretty good about life. You know, you're into a, into a prelim. You're, uh, you've got a good list transition strategy out, out of, you know, beyond the... Uh, you've got some good stars, I guess, at the moment. And yeah. you've got a good future ahead of you, so... Yeah, so absolutely. It's a good place to yeah, be. Butters was excellent. He was excellent. We know Rosie's going to be good. Mm. And then, yeah, Dersma got injured, uh, you know, t- trying to take a courageous mark against Blitzarves and <laughs> yeah. uh, knocked himself out. Yeah. Houston obviously looks good. It'd be nice if Ryan Burton could play, uh, you know, a full season of football at some point. Yeah, I think exactly. He's going to be good. He did the, a few good things, Burton, in there. And it's, yeah. On the, flips, on the flip side, JT, obviously disappointing result for Geelong. I just felt like this was one that they could have pinched. It would have been, obviously, extra, extra week off would have been great. Um, Selwood, I think, is in doubt for this week. I think he snapped his finger. Mm-hmm. Maybe they bring in Jack Stephen, but he pinged his hammy on the weekend. <laughs> There's just a few question marks for the yeah. Cats. So and, and obviously their finals record has been spoken about a lot, and uh, this just yeah. adds to those question marks. Do you, do you think it's do you average think it's age the, is about the same as the slippery gypsies? So, yeah. <laughs> do you think it's the coaching? I mean, do you think it's the players? I guess you know, Chris got got some criticism, you know, about having Atkins and um, who else 
Dalhouse in the middle at a key, key point in time, Mitch Duncan, I think they went with that centre square clearance at some point and Port kicked a goal or two maybe after that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, I just think, what else, Chris Scott did something else. I, I, it was at half time maybe and he went out to Ray, I think it was Ray Chamberlain and told him he shouldn't be bouncing the ball in the middle anymore. I just kind of think if you're, you know, that's probably not what you should be focusing on at halftime of a, of a qualifying final when you, you've got a poor finals record, I feel like. you just got to control the things you can control. And Yeah. I don't know. Was it, it sums just, up yeah. my feelings of the Scott brothers and, you know, just the notion that some people are actually just dumb football people. Like, to go out and blame the umpires or just, you know, make a statement that way is such an old school thing to do. And yeah. It's, it's bullshit you know it's like utter stupidity because it's not helping your team in any way it's not sending any kind of message to your team and uh and it doesn't show that as a coach you're focused on you know the right things so yeah that was that sums sums the whole thing up and and you know then you do expose yourself to things like question marks over tactics at key moments and yeah you know the coach Maybe can't do a lot in game, but you can probably prevent certain things from happening, like the wrong rotations occurring at the, the wrong time. And at the end of the day, it's all on him yep. as the coach. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. It like, doesn't. Uh, you'd be vindicated though, Jack. Oh, look, you know, look, been calling Geelong frauds all year. I expect them to beat Collingwood this week. There's no doubt about that. I thought I expected them to beat Port, to be honest. Mm. I mean, Hawkins kicked zero five. That does hurt. And they weren't really easy shots, but um, you expect a guy like him, if you give him five shots a goal, even if they're tough to kick, maybe three, that wins them the game pretty much. So um, I don't know. It's going to be uh, – they've got a long road home now because obviously uh, they're going to have to play Collingwood and then they'll play – if they win that, they'll play Brisbane in Brisbane, which, you know, it's not ideal. I'd probably prefer it to play in Richmond, to be honest, but, um, but yeah, mm. it's, uh, it's going to be tough for the Cats, so – yeah, I look forward to this Saturday night and, you know, seeing if they can uh, can win a final. I don't think they mind playing Brisbane in Brisbane. So, you know, Kyle, uh, a big I, game. I thought Brisbane, Brisbane was the most were impressive side of, yeah. of, out of any of the sides. And I, like I said, yeah. I know Collingwood won the premiership on the weekend, but <laughs> I still think Brisbane were the most impressive side yeah. um, for the weekend. They were they were incredible. So let's talk about that game. Oh, it was a brilliant game. The, like the the story of Jared Lyons is just one that's so <laughs> unique. Like Adelaide, he played fifty odd games for the Crows. Uh, they couldn't come to an agreement on how much they were going to pay him, so they traded him for like a pick in the forties to the Gold Coast. And then the Gold Coast, he was like literally one of their best players, and the Gold Coast were like, "We don't really want to pay you this much either, so we'll delist you." Yeah. And Brisbane have picked him up, and he was probably the best player along with Daniel Rich um, yeah. on the ground in a qualifying final against a two time premiership side. It's just. It's just uh, it's an amazing mind, story. Yeah, it's an incredible story. Yeah, like uh, I just twenty four disposals. Yeah. You know, he had a, a bunch of score involvements, exactly. a bunch of clearances. That's a great it marriage. Lions at the Lions, but uh, I just think um, you know they took a chance on him. They've got his younger brother at the side as well, at the club as well, and yep. you know I just think it's a fantastic element to the game. The other you know thing that was brilliant was just Daniel Rich's just moments you know yeah. like a couple of moments where he took some intercept marks as a as a guy that's one of the smaller players going around the first goal of the game yeah and then just yeah had a couple of pinpoint deliveries as well where yeah. he just you know just used his weapon to his advantage and uh and he just saw things that other players don't and hit the target and and you know there's a few kicks that actually brought his guys into the into the play that's how 
you know, that's how well he'd kicked them, that they, they couldn't help but end up in a great position. So I just think that was fantastic. Lockie Neal had zero touches in the first quarter, ended up with 19 and, and had a big influence after that. So, yep. you know, just shows a lot of the clubs do make a point of this, that finals are as much about moments and as much about, you know, you don't have to be... You know, it doesn't have to be your game, but it can be your moments. So yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, Lucky Neil battled back really well. Um, you know, not many guys could get zero disposals in the first quarter of a big game and and then have the confidence to 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 do what he did. McCluggage was was excellent. Yeah. I think I think Brisbane were coached really well. Like I think they learned a lot from the times that they've lost lost to Richmond. And uh, I think what one thing I noticed was that when they were getting tackled on on Friday night, they just literally held the ball in. Yeah. And they didn't let it spill out at all. And the umpires, you know, in finals, they never pay free kicks. Yeah. Not many. Yeah. And so you know, it was just a blow up every time. And it didn't let that kind of chaos start. Mm-hmm. They just kept resetting and then they won the clearances as well. So it just was an ideal result for them. If yeah. they're ever unsure, just lock the ball in. Don't mm-hmm. knock it out. Don't let it out. And then reset at the stoppages and then and then take it from there. And I thought that was brilliant. And plus they kicked straight. Um, yep. you know, Charlie Cameron was good, which was which was good a good narrative for him. He forgot Collingwood were playing um, yeah, as well, exactly. which was great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and for the Tigers, I guess, yeah, on the flip side, they weren't disgraced, but uh, I think the road for them obviously is more difficult now. They've got a, a game you think they will win against St Kilda, despite the fact Dougal Howard and Callum Wilkie are in good form. <laughs> the Saints, I think the Tigers probably get over the line there and, yeah. and then have to go to Adelaide and play Port, and that was a, a cracking game during the regular yeah, season absolutely. probably the best of the year so um, yeah they'll probably still be sitting pretty confident I suppose are they, are they still the premiership favourites for you? <sighs> premiership favourites no, Brisbane probably are um, you'd think Richmond are equal chance to beat Port you know yeah. um, just based on experience and yeah Port got the win uh, but we still, still just till, till they uh, till they make a grand final yeah. it's hard to Hard to take them too seriously. Yeah. Um, they earned a fair bit of respect finishing top of ladder winning their first final, but you know, there's, there's still a bit to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, things St. Kilda beat Port and Adelaide as well this year, so regardless <laughs> of who gets through, you never know. So, uh, anyway, JT, is there anything else we, we want to have a quick chat about? Uh, I don't know, I've, we've kind of touched on the, on the Gary Ayers medal. Um, I think uh, Nat Nui got 10 votes and uh, Daniel Rich maybe I think they might both be on top mm-hmm. obviously Nat Nui um, not playing on the weekend so yeah. Google Howard clearly the favourite there yeah who do you do you want to talk about the games coming up who do you think wins this week I, I think Geelong Geelong will get it done against Collingwood I, th- I think I, I, I think yeah. they will yeah it's a good good contest I think Geelong will too um, just probably a few better players at the margins at the fringe um Collingwood still have some frauds in there, so yeah, I think uh, I think probably Geelong, and then I just can't see I can't see St Kilda winning. No, I just I don't think St Kilda can win. But hey, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, me too. I'd love to see Richmond do going you, straight there. Just on Collingwood, do you, like they put obviously Nathan Buckley put Darcy Cameron in the ruck at quite key times on Oof. Saturday night. Do you think? I mean, I don't know. Brady Grundy obviously didn't play great. He took a couple. of couple of marks um, maybe in the last quarter on, on Saturday but you think I don't know do you think they're kind of a bit worried about his form or do you just think that was just the plan they wanted to go with I, I wouldn't be yeah I mean they're playing Reece Stanley this week so it probably doesn't matter it, should, it certainly doesn't matter against <laughs> Reece Stanley but yeah I mean Grundy's a bit banged up I suppose but um, he must be right he must just be hobbled 
for lack of a better term. Yeah, I mean, particularly at three-quarter time, that first bounce after into the last. Yeah. Like, the stretch is the stretch, right? Yeah. I just felt like maybe maybe the plan needed to be overridden at that three-quarter time bounce just to get, you know, just just as much for intent as anything else. Yeah. It's a big build-up to the last quarter. Everything's on the line. He's pretty much your best player, like, mm-hmm. in terms of, even if he's not playing well. Yeah. He's, you might, he's certainly their most important player. If you need, if you're managing time, then just get him off two minutes in. Yeah, and yeah, ramp it up for the for the last fifteen minutes of the quarter or something. Yeah, it was too curious. It, yeah, it was. It stood out too much. It's a real interesting one, and, and it'll be interesting to see what they do at the selection table this week because um, they went super tall against the Eagles. Obviously, Cox played well in the first quarter. I don't know if they'll go with those guys against Geelong. I'm not sure that's the answer. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you can drop Cameron. So and you're not you going to drop, drop Cox. Yeah, and they're not going to drop Grundy, so I don't know. Maybe they make a tough call there, mm. but uh, anyway, it'll be interesting. Yeah, so and we've got finals here at like four forty and four fifty due to daylight savings, which I has know. never happened before. It certainly hasn't, and hey, that's probably okay. I mean, the Friday night's no good. Friday night's not. That's not a good result. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, we've never had this situation before. It's it'd be great to be having a few finals in Perth, but. Didn't go our way, so all good. Do you want to... Um, I'll just ask you one more question before we, we finish up. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of rumours about players moving certain certain yeah. clubs. But obviously, the one that seems to be uh, set in stone at the moment is Zach Williams seems to be on his way to Carlton. Do you do you like that acquisition for the no. Blues? No, not at all. No. Like, all right, Kate Simpson's retired, so there's a bit of a spot there. But, you know, they've, they've got Doherty. Um, as they're rebounding, you know, half-back. They've got sort of Petrovsky Seaton as someone they'll bring him through to hit targets out of defence and a few others. I just... Don't forget Nick Newman. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, you take quality players when you can get them and, you know, you look at someone like Jack Martin. It's pretty good for them this year playing a forward mid-roll. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like there's other gaps that Carlton need to fill before they throw money at, say, Zach Williams, and it's just getting to the point where midfield probably seems like it's coming through okay. You know, they've got other things, but maybe they need a few tolls. I don't know, Ruckman, for example, or... Yeah. No, you know, Casbolt's not the answer. He's not winning He's not winning the Coleman, and he's not the key position player in the next premiership. So, Harry McKay, on the other hand, probably is in that category and they need to just keep evolving the tools, I suppose. Yeah. yeah it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be a curious trade period in that regard. I just North Melbourne obviously have delisted almost their entire yeah. list and, and anyone they haven't delisted is going to get traded. <laughs> yeah. So that will be interesting. And uh, also, I forgot to mention before about the Saints. So obviously, Peter Ryder's out and Jake Carlos leaving the hub and I think uh, Ben Long had his one yeah. week suspension upheld. So... Favourite of the pod, Dylan Robertson, looks like he's going to slot back in. Excellent. And that will be an incredible storyline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was in... The man with no heartbeat. He yeah. was in great form a couple of years ago. Obviously, had, has had lots of health problems mm. since then. But uh, he, if he can inspire them over the line against the Tigers, that would be one of exactly. the stories of 2020. Yeah. And I think worthy of a 2020 feel-good story as well. So that would be great to see. And if you can poll the 10 Gary Ayers votes as well, that would be the icing on the cake. So. Yeah. <laughs> Put some money on him. Yeah, absolutely. With the Ayers medal. The fairy tale. Absolutely. The script's written yeah, already. Yeah, Norm Smith as well. Yeah. No All right, JT. Well, it's been a pleasure having a chat. We haven't done it for a couple of weeks, like we said. 
But, uh, you know, neither of us have any sides left in the finals, unfortunately. Yeah, but, uh, it's all good. We'll be watching and, uh, yeah, we'll get together again and, and do another pod next week. Sounds great. Cheers, Cheers JT. Stuff.